Well, it's good to see you this morning. I'm glad you're here. It's God that's working in you to will and work for His good pleasure. You know, one of my favorite parts of the message of today is Mary Magdalene, who was a woman of the streets who sold herself until she met Jesus. Jesus cast seven spirits out of her, and she followed him for three years. And isn't it amazing? The first person to recognize him or to get to meet him was her. If you think you're the least, you think your time has been passed, you think you can't be forgiven, you think God can't take your mess and do something with it, you're believing a lie, and we're going to tear that down in the name of Jesus this morning. The king is on the throne. We shared some Wednesday night, and I want to just remind you a little bit more of how Passover and Resurrection Sunday comes together, Resurrection Day, because the word that the Lord gave to Moses was on the 10th of the month, you pick a lamb or a goat and you set it aside for four days, <clears throat> excuse me, and you be sure it's a perfect one and you kill it on the 14th. Then you put the blood over the doorpost and that night, every house that doesn't have the blood on it, the oldest person, the, the firstborn, every firstborn, is going to die, even of the animals. And we know that happened. And we know then they were to be ready to leave. And they began their mass exodus out of Egypt. What did they take with them? Whatever they could carry. One very important thing they took. Joseph said, you're going to leave someday. Take my bones when you leave. It's, it's so interesting to me that 1,522 years later, the priest is still on the 10th of the month picking that lamb, picking that perfect one. He leads it down to the temple so they could watch it for four days. That same day, the king of all kings, Angie preached about last Sunday, rode down that same road on the donkey. And the scribes and the Pharisees questioned him for four days. Isn't that amazing? Do you think God has got such a perfect time in your life? He does. He does. And you know, the children of Israel ran into a little problem. Anybody run into a problem this week? You know their problem? They run into a sea they couldn't cross. But God. And you know, after they crossed that sea, they came out on Sunday morning. The king of all kings that rode that donkey into town had his last supper, a Passover meal with the disciples, went to the Garden of Gethsemane, What about a three-hour prayer meeting out there where you sweat great drops of blood? You know what his greatest agony was? You know what it was? It wasn't going to the cross. It was not dying. It was that he could get through it as the son of man. He knew he could get through it as the son of God. Satan couldn't, couldn't touch him there. But he could touch his physical body just like he can touch ours. He could touch him as the son of man. That was his agony. 
He had to get through that. And he, he couldn't do it by his power. He died in faith trusting his father to resurrect him. He went to the cross. At three at after the supper, after Gethsemane and his arrest, kind of an illegal trial during all night. And at nine o'clock in the morning they put him on the cross. Nine o'clock the same morning they killed the little they put the lamb up. Isn't it something? The lamb gets slaughtered at 3 o'clock. Jesus Christ dies at 3 o'clock. Does God not have a time and pattern worked out in life? 1,522 years. As I said, the children of Israel walked out of the Red Sea, come out of that, and see Pharaoh thought he was God for them. He really represents the devil. Their enemies were wiped out in the Red Sea. Jesus Christ, Satan thinks he's won for three days. But on that Sunday morning, he comes out of the grave. I mean, God's timing is perfect. I'm just always in a hurry. We just don't want to stop and live in the moment, enjoying. We should enjoy instead of feeling stressed about it hadn't happened yet, whatever it is. We just want to abide in, in Him. There's just so much to all these parallels and all these stories that... Uh, I want to read you out of Luke chapter uh, 23 this morning about his crucifixion. Then we'll read the resurrection side of it. And I just keep asking the Lord to open my heart to let me just really see and understand this in a, in a greater way. Can you imagine the hurt to God's heart to go through this? You go sacrifice your child. Verse 33. Lord, I thank you for your word. And when they came to a place called the skull... There they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots. They divided up his garments among themselves. Listen, there's people today have no idea what's going on. They just think we Christians got a bigger church attendance today or something, you know. Casting lots. And the people stood by looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. I remember being at the cafe, the city gates, one morning years ago after I'd had a fire at the barn. Bill Mills said, uh, I thought uh, bad stuff just happened to bad people kind of sneering at me about it. It still goes on. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him and offering him sour wine and saying, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. Listen, there's still doubters today. Now there's also an inscription above him, this is the king of the Jews. That's still true, but he's still king of everybody that will come to him. One of the criminals who were hanging, there were hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. 
But the other answered and rebuked him. Do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly. But we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. Salvation's that easy. It was about the sixth hour. That means it was noon. And darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. And because the sun was obscured, <clears throat> the veil of the temple was torn in two. <clears throat> Do you know that temple curtain was at least that thick? At least four inches thick. Twelve yoke of oxen. Twenty-two oxen could not pull it apart. But when Jesus died, God said, See, no one could come into the Holy of Holies but the high priest once a year. But when Jesus paid the price, God said, Hey, it's open. Whosoever will may come. Listen, that is the good news. Whosoever will may come. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Lord, I just praise you and thank you. Today you'll be with me at paradise. Jesus cried out, verse 46, with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Listen, if you'll say today, Lord, today I commit my life into your hands, I promise you it'll change. Having said this, he breathed his last. And when the centurion saw what had happened, he began praising God, saying, certainly, this man was innocent. This man was innocent. Lord, we just bless you and honor you and thank you. That the cross is a place where God and sinful man had a collision. It was a tremendous one. And the way to life was open. And all the cost was absorbed on God's heart. Jesus came to die. It, it was not an accident. He came to die. And as I said a while ago, his greatest battle was could he get through his part of it? His battle was could he get through the cross as the Son of Man? He knew he could get through it as the Son of God. But on the cross, he fulfilled his destiny. And when life's over, don't you want to be able to say that? Don't you want to believe that you've fulfilled your destiny? The cross was not the cross of man. The cross was the cross of God. Deity. God on the cross. God in Christ. On the cross. Lord, we just bless you. Put up that verse in John 19.31, please. The Jews, because it was a day of preparation so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day. Asked Pilate, their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. There's always, there's two Sabbaths. Well, there's an, let me say it this way, there's an extra Sabbath that day. And that's where all the confusion has come up about him being crucified on Friday and having three days between Friday and Sunday. That, that verse 
in John 19.31 says, For that Sabbath was a high, special Sabbath. But also, I want to read you some of the resurrection story out of Mark 16. I'm going to read a couple of passages about this. When the Sabbath was over, and as I just said, that was the second one they'd had that week. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, Sunday morning, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. They were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us? from the tomb of the entrance and looking up they saw that the stone had rolled away although it was extremely large and entering the tomb they saw a young man sitting at the right now this is an angel wearing a white robe and they were amazed and he said to them do not be amazed you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who's been crucified he has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go tell the disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you to Galilee, that there you will see him just as he told you. Isn't it interesting that they didn't name all the apostles, they just named Peter. He knew Peter needed a special word. You need a special word today? I've got a word for you. We've got a word coming for you. You believe the word. God is going ahead of you to prepare everything you need. He's, when he said it's finished, that means he didn't need to do anything else. We just need to trust in the crucified one. And the crucified one in, in John 6, 29, he was asked, how do you work the works of God? He said, you believe on the one whom the Father has sent. He didn't say you had to write letters, hand out cards. You had to do this. You had to do that. Those are good things and they're things the Lord leads you to do. Them. That's what we need to do. But it's easier to do those than it is to trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ and believe that he's working out what you need. I kept thinking about that yesterday afternoon. I thought, I, I need to call somebody. I need, there's some, I need. No, you know what I need to do is just trust Jesus. He's working in you to will and work for His good pleasure. It's hard for us to distinguish between religion and Christianity. Because in religious religion, you do everything for a dead God. In Christianity, a living God does everything for you. Amen. He has paid the price. Yes. He's paid it all. Yes. You've got to get out a jail card, you know. It's better than a monopoly card. The resurrected Christ. Do you believe He could love you as much as He loved Mary Magdalene? Sin is sin. Oh, I didn't do that. Well, Jesus said something about it one day. If you broke one, you've broke them all. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. If they ever ask you to do this, just say, I'm guilty of ten or more. God is at work. If we'll let a living Jesus... See, this is a special day. But I serve a living Jesus every day. My Jesus is alive every day, not just once a year. God, you're so good. Is your Jesus alive? If you don't, if yours isn't alive, you need to come know my Jesus. There was a 
Charles Wesley was a great man of God. He'd been to America, if I remember the story correctly, preaching. But on a ship home, he, the Moravians were there. Never so godly. He said, you know, I want what you've got. And I believe that's where he really found Jesus. We can know about him and not know him. And let me tell you, Gerald Freeman wants to know him great. I want to know him in a greater way than I know him. And I, I told him this morning, I need him just as much today as I've ever needed him in my life. And so do you. If Mary Magdalene, he could do with her. What about the woman at the well? You don't have anything to draw with. No, but I can give you a drink that will change your life. And he did. He began to prophesy to her. Oh, go call your husband. No, no I know you've had five and the one you got now is not your husband. But you know what? He didn't condemn her. He just said, let me give you life. Let me give you my life. You take my life. And I'd like to have a copy of the story. Someone told it here. Of all the things, they even called her name. Henry, you know what her name was? They called her name, and she became a worldwide missionary. And said she led all kinds of people to the Lord. The woman at the well. I'd like to have all the details of that story. See, why has he chosen us? Why? What's our purpose? It's to know him. And when you know him, then you'll, you'll know what you're to be about. I'm not saying we're all supposed to be up here. I'm supposed to say we're supposed as we go every day, we're just to be led by Him and allow Him to use our life. Listen, we've all got families and friends that don't know Jesus. I keep praying for the lost and the unchurched of Skytook. I wish I had a camera in here today. Lord, you're just so good. I bless the Lord, oh my soul. Let me read you a portion out of Matthew 28. Now after the service, it began to dawn on the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, came looking at the grave. So we've heard Mark's side of it. And Mark probably heard that from Peter, one of the disciples. But Matthew was there. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. I heard this just recently said, people say, I saw an angel. Here's what you ask them. Were you afraid? If they weren't afraid, it wasn't an angel. Every place in the Bible where they saw an angel, they were afraid. So, you can check some stories that way. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who has been crucified. He is not here, for He is risen. Just as He said, Come see the place where He was laying. Go quickly and tell His disciples that He is risen from the dead. And behold, He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There will you see Him. Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran and reported to the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then he said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take my words to the brethren. 
to leave for Galilee, there they will see me. <coughs> Lord Jesus, we're here today to see you. See, the Holy Spirit is the deity, the person of God, who continues to apply the power of the atonement to our lives by the cross. Well, the word atonement means the covering over of all sin, the reconciliation between God and man. We've been, Jesus Christ reconciled us, the atonement. It's at one meant. We come together with Christ. Oswald Chambers says, the Holy Spirit is a deity of God who continues to apply the power of the atonement to our lives by His cross. Lord, we thank You. Lord, we thank You. You know, there's lots of holdups in our lives, we think. But let me tell you how many they are. Maybe two. There's one main one, and that's I, the big I. The other one, it could be some satanic resistance. It could be. And there's things we need to have changed in our lives, right? But you know, as I read these stories, the Sabbath was over, and Mary Magdalene, and put Mark 16 back up. They came and they had a question. Who will roll the stone away? Who will roll the stone away? Let me ask you, what is the stone, the obstacle in front of you that's got you stopped from being who God's called you to be? What, what is the issue that keeps you from sharing your faith if you're, if you're a believer? What's the stone that keeps you from wanting to serve Him with all your heart? Sound didn't go off, did it? Okay, it's just... <clears throat> I mean, it seems like there's stones in the way. Big rocks, unmovable. And yet Jesus said, if you have faith, you can say to this mountain, be cast into the sea. And if you believe what you've really said... Your words come true. Must be a stone in a way, some kind. And then go back to Mark 28. Verse 2. Behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. You know what that means? You need to set on those things that are holding you back. You need to go on. You need to quit letting them stop you. Maybe it's on your job. Maybe you want to do more. Maybe you want another job. Maybe you want this. You want that. You want your life to come together in some way. Something that you can't do, but God can. Those ladies couldn't roll those stones away. But God can. He can move every mountain that's in your way. He can do that. Is there faith in here? Come, on. Come on. We can... Yep, hooray, it's resurrection day. But I've still got to go. Then this business ain't going to work. But I've got to go do it. Come on. What's, whole, what's the mountains that are in the way? What are they? Fear, unbelief, unbelief, unbelief. Mark eleven twenty three. Whoever says to the mountain, "Be taken up and cast into the sea," and does not doubt in his heart, believes that what he says is going to happen, it'll be granted to him. I love that one. Well, I love the whole verse, but the D part of it but believes that what he says is going to happen. 
That can be negative or positive. There's a lot of people that believe the negative things they say are going to happen. It's bright, sunshiny day, and I've got to go, but it'll probably rain on me. See, I, I, I love that angel. He just got on the rock and sat down. He just made himself at home. You need to turn your obstacles into opportunities to go ahead with your life. Progress. We are still, that verse is still in there. Isn't it still in there? It says we're more than overcomers. Dixie's more than an overcomer. I get a check and she takes it. She's, a, she's more than an overcomer. We're supposed to be. Well, where's the shouting about that? Where's the shouting about roll the rock away? Some of you know there's some things you're letting stop you right now. If you just stand up and start praising God, it'll roll away. Come on, I dare you. Just stand up and give Jesus some cheer. Come on. Amen. Praise God for our Catholic brother. Praise God some more. He's the king of all kings. Listen, if it's not true, we're wasting our time. Why isn't it alive? Why isn't it true in your life? Why isn't he working in your life? Understand, there's time. God's got timing in everything. He's got timing. But you know, at a little wedding one day, Jesus went to a wedding. And his mother says, you get tired of your mother's telling you anything? Son, they're out of wine. And what did he say? My t it's not my time yet. But she said, whatever he says. And you know, sometimes it's a test. It was a test for Jesus. Those big pots, whole 20, 30 gallons of water, guys fill them up. The servants filled them up. Now take a dipper full of that and go take it up to the head guy and let him see if it's okay. And what did the man say? Hey, you've saved the best wine for last. Usually everybody's about half tight, but now we serve the bad wine. <laughs> The best wine. You know what? He's got the best wine for us. He's got the best wine for us if, if we'll believe Him. Without faith, it's impossible to believe Him. But He ha believes, He must believe that God is, and He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Not just Sunday morning. It's... It's a daily thing. It's an everyday walk with God and there's some days my want to, my feel good don't want to do it. And I have to talk to myself sometimes. Self? Let's <laughs> get going. I mean, that's just how much the flesh wants to rule us. There's people this morning that plan to come to church today. Oh, that bed felt so good. I mean, there's always, oh, maybe that's a big rock that's in the road. You need to make a, maybe make a, a lecture out of it and just preach on it. Instead of letting it stop you. Is he who he says he is? See, God has had a plan. The fact that He chose us and wrote our names in His book before the foundation of the earth. Then created the earth. Had Moses start the Passover 1,522 years before the ultimate lamb was sacrificed. And it says He is coming back. And He is someday. 
We don't know when. We're just supposed to be ready all the time. Oh, our devotion today said that. I forgot the man's name. Said he was hoeing in his garden. And a person asked him, if you knew you were going to die this evening, what would you do? To the rest of the day, he said, I'd finish hoeing my garden. You know what? That man knew he was right with God wherever he was. Whenever God wanted him, he could have him. Meanwhile, he's going to finish what he is supposed to do. He's going to hoe his garden. Doubt and fear are two big things that want to stop us all. There's a lot of people who have had opportunities and they've looked back on them. One of those, and I'm sure I've missed a lot of them, but one of those, Dixie and I faced years ago, and I told her, I said, if I don't do this now, I said, in 10 years it'll be too late and I'll wish I had it. And that's when we left the traditional church to make this start. I mean, there's just things that just comes time and you say, it's time. Well, it's, it's time for you to be the head and not the tail. Amen. Where is the, the victories in the body of Christ? We ought to come in shouting about the victories we've had this, this week. Well, I promise you, I've had one. Get through an election that you're not used to being in those kind of situations. God puts you in new situations all the time. He's going to put some of you in different positions. He's given you some opportunities. He's going to put you in places. It may not even be your idea at the time. But when you look back, you say, that was God. That was God. I didn't know what warfare was as a teenager. I didn't know what warfare was. But I know now, at the time, I experienced warfare. Before we got married. Oh, you didn't, are you sure you want to get married? I'm sure glad I did. But I mean, there's warfare that's going to come against you, whatever you're doing. Just because, just because it's God doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do it. Let me say it that way. And that's where we take it. There's things I've missed because I'd take some opposition. I'd say, well, it must not be God. It usually is if there's a battle over it. Do you know this Jesus that we talked about? It's easy to talk about Him today. Bring Him up in a conversation at work tomorrow and see how it is. That sometimes that changes things and sometimes you kind of see where the lines are drawn. And I'm not saying you're run over everybody with Jesus. You just mainly need to live it before Him. But there's a time, and I just, I don't understand where people have been Christians all their lives and they don't want to reproduce. Something wrong with that. Where is the fruit? Where is the fruit of your life? In fact, conviction, you need to come repent. If you're not convicted, you're really wrong. Jesus is who He says He is, and we're here for a purpose, and it's His purpose, not ours. Let's stand up. Is He who He says He is in your life? If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ, it's easy. I read you the story of a man who says, Jesus, remember me. You come and say, Lord, you can have my life. He said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. If you're a Christian and you're not filled with His Spirit, you'll not reproduce. The Holy Spirit in you, He'll come out if He's in you. His truth is marching on. Whatever the obstacle is in your life, come bring it to Jesus this morning. Come on. Let's be the church He's called us to be.
Don't you want to march on with him? Come on, bring those doubts and fears this morning. Bring those obstacles. Just say, I've been letting this or this hold me up. I want to be who God's called me to be. He is the way. He is the truth. He's the life. Church, pray. God wants to break through. Listen, it's always harder on religious holy days because we let that hold us back he's the king of kings somebody give him praise come on give him praise get out of your comfort zone get your hands out of your pocket raise them give him praise break through that old flesh that wants to hold you back the flesh is holding you it's not God He's got thanks for you. You'll give it to Him. Come give it to Him this morning. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He'll never sound defeat. Oh, we're going to all stand before Him. Are you going to march with him? Come on, it's time. Come on. Come give it to him today. If you want to come go with us, come say, I want to be a part of this. bless you Lord come on we're just getting started I'm just trying to catch my wind give Jesus praise we'll give him praise Lord we want more of you we want more of you Holy Spirit have your way in here have your way in here Lord in Jesus name have your way Bless the Lord. We bless the Lord.
Come on, bring every need for Jesus this morning. This is for you today. No guilt, fear, or condemnation in Christ. the words this morning? Oh, I want, I have a word for our guest back there. Uh, Kathy, isn't that your name? Kathy back there. Um, I want to give you a word that was given to me by a prophet years and years ago, and it fits you. And here's what the word is. There's a wild woman in you, and he's wanting to get out and do things. And you've, you've got that spirit of a wild woman in you. And I mean that in a good way. And we're blessed to have you here. Come back and visit again. Any others? Go ahead. There's a world out there waiting on us. It says they're waiting on the sons of God. Lord, I decree your kingdom and your lordship over us. And you have appointed us to take this city. Lord, I speak blessings over the group. I thank you for everyone that was here. I thank you for every decision that was made today. I speak blessings and life over them. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you and bless you. Don't miss Wednesday night. And if you want, if you want, if you want your picture made, be sure and go out there. And uh, Erica's taking pictures. So, your resurrection picture. <laughs>